Anybody? Guess what day it is? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? <laughs> Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Huh? Huh? Anybody? Listen, guess what day it is? <laughs> oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Huh? Guess what today is? Huh? Hey, hey, listen, guess what today is? <laughs> guess what day it is? Hey, what day is it, Mike? Mike, 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 Mike. Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? It's hump day. Hump day! Hump, hump, hump day! Hump, 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 hump day! Woohoo! It's Wednesday! Halfway through the week. Yeah. Hump day, Rusty. Wow, you got Down range. There. You got yeah. range. Hump day. Man, that's, just, that's like 12 octaves below your normal. <laughs> that's, wow. <laughs> oh, well, surprised you. Yeah. Uh, we do have guests uh, in the studio a little bit later on. We're going to be talking about, I'm trusting you, um, what? Max and Cookie Players. Okay. After yeah, yesterday, yeah. I remembered I didn't look. Max and Cookie Players are going to be coming in and talking about their event coming up. You made a terrible mistake trusting me. I don't think I would do that again. You got away with it this time, but Shoot. I don't know. Okay. Good deal. All yeah. right. Just... Oh, this is amazing. What? I I get this thing by email, and I just glanced at it because I haven't been running through. Um, I signed up for the postal service. It sends me a picture of all the oh, mail. Your mail. It's going to be in my my mailbox. I did that today. once. Um, and there's I'm I'm my wife is getting something today that that guarantees that this is how you stop the next pandemic. I'm going to get rich. I'm oh. going to be able to stop the next <laughs> pandemic. Okay. Wow. Why would you give that away to somebody through just mass mail? If you say Stopping so. Stopping the pandemic. I'm I'm down for that. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I just saw that. I'm like, why would they? Why would they? Oh, and I got something else. Well, that'll wait. No, <laughs> that I was, one's not so important. Yeah, I was going to the uh, texting to see if I could make that run faster. Oh, but, well, uh, that <laughs> uh, There we go. All right. That, it's always nice to have texting run faster, but. Ours on the. I don't get it because some days it is lightning fast. And then and there's other, other days, days when I will be in here, do, you know, doing my post show production work. And there'll be three or four texts just pop up while I'm sitting here. I'm like, oh, that would. And, and remember, we've had them pop up from weeks later. Yes. I don't know what does that. Um, well, it's kind of like last night. I sent my took a picture at the caucus last night. Yeah. I sent myself uh, an email. Yeah. With the picture in it, so yeah. I could post it with the story. Sure. But do you think the picture didn't show up until I waited over an hour last night? Finally, I went to bed, and, and this morning, oh, there's the picture now. See that I get because a picture is huge. It takes up so much space. I don't send it big, though. I send it smaller. Uh, but your camera does that. The uh, 
cameras on your phone are yes. actually the pictures are actually larger than the ones that I take with my twenty thousand dollar camera Jeez. pilot. Okay, but mine is set that way. I mean, the camera that I use for right. sports and stuff like that. If I set it to be as sharp and as good as it can be, those are huge. I mean, yes, the, those I totally get those. That. You know, and so yeah, picture I get because it'll depending on your Wi-Fi signal. Or your your signal with your phone company or whatever it is. That's why the five G thing and make those go faster, or they say instantly. Yes. Yeah. But just words. Just just words. See, and the, the other part of that is I understand <laughs> it during during uh, uh, like I tell it all the time. Every year I tell a story about my friend who sent me a text wanting to go out for a drink during Blueberry Festival and got to oh, me yes. in October. <laughs> Um, that I understand because there's so many, you know, it gets gummed up and then eventually it'll kick it out of there. But this is just normal everyday texting. I don't, I don't get, I don't get it. Oh, there's just so many people doing it. It just gets bogged down in the transportation highway. I guess. And then Bob, when I bring it up with him, he just looks at me and gives me that little grin and nods (laughs) and walks away. And I'm like, what? That doesn't help me, Bob. What does that tell me? You didn't even give me any information as to why this might be happening. Yeah, well, that's that's Bob for you. Yeah, that is. We appear to be working though, so I'm well, that's happy good. about that. So I before there's some news I want to talk about, obviously, but yeah. I did bring in um, something when I came in this morning, Rusty. If if you would, I don't know if you would recognize what this would be. Um, my God. Well, that's a. So, well, it looks like a, 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 a prescription. Yes, yes. You're going to give me drugs? <laughs> no. Thanks, Kathy. That was the best present anybody's ever gotten me. I'm going to complain. Oh, okay. All right. But it's an opinion show, so okay. I'm going to give my opinion right. today. <laughs> okay. Um, I had to. I had to go, or actually, I had Jim go pick up my high blood pressure medicine yesterday for me, and um, my prescription is out at Kroger's. So he yeah. was going out to Kroger's. I said, Here, here's 20 bucks. I says it's like $12 or something. He yeah. said, okay. So he comes, back, comes back and puts a prescription on my desk for me and lays down the 20 I said, well, what's this? And he goes, well, it's your $20. I said, well, why didn't you pay for it? He goes, well, I did. But they don't take cash. They only take exact change or a card. Oh, at Kroger? Yeah. Yeah, I know that. Okay. Yeah. What is the deal with that? <laughs> it's been that way since COVID. They, they remember the coin shortage. Uh, yeah, that was that was when they started doing that, and they haven't gone back. You know what? Twenty dollars is legal tender, <laughs> and if you are too lazy to make up the change and hand it back, I think it's about time I move well, my prescription somewhere else. The excuse was they didn't have the change yeah, because there was a yeah. change shortage. There's well, no change. Shortage. I I don't think there is anymore. But it, they uh, used to give. I don't know if they do anymore. Like with your groceries, if you have change coming back, they'd ask you. They'll put it on your card for you. Your little. Oh, I've never had that. Yeah. Come to me. So I don't know how much I've got on that, but I, you know, they're like, well, we need to put it on your card. We don't have it. I'm like, well, I'm okay. They will take that off your next purchase. Like, yeah, right. Your three cents. <laughs> your extra three cents. <laughs> yeah, your extra three cents. But uh, uh, I don't know. That's. Um, well, I, that, I I was just like, yeah. oh, you got to be kidding me. In I, this day and age, you don't take 
cash. Uh, I, I don't know. That's that's not. So that's my opinion. It's becoming more and more common, I guess, is what I, I'm seeing that more and more. And I don't ever have. I'm married. I don't have any cash. I haven't had cash in 26 years. Well, why do years. you think I gave Jim $20? <laughs> Go get my prescription. Cash in my pocket in 26 years. <laughs> so, uh, no, I, it's, that's becoming more common. And I, I, some people don't have cards. They don't want them. Correct. So, exactly. I don't know. There would, I still get caught on the we only take cash. Because um, I never you know, have any. I, I can remember a couple of times, and it's definitely been a few years ago, that my... Um, my daughter, she was coming through the toll booth and she only had a card and the machine wasn't working. She had no cash. Oh, she yeah, was searching yeah, in the glove, yeah, you know, in the ashtray, yeah. trying to get changed again. And and finally they just told her, go on through, go through. Well, and, but then she went to Showland Cinema and wanted to pay with a card there. Now this is years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. we don't take cards. Yeah. And, and here at the radio station, we don't take cards at the radio station. <sighs> See, but you write know, me a check. The thing about the card is, is that in those days, I don't know if it is anymore, but back in, in the older days, they you the store pays a fee to be able to take that card. Yes, correct. In I essence, know that. what they're doing is they're paying somebody else yeah, to process a, a the per, credit. A percentage, a small percentage. Um, yeah. and I get that, but yeah, I... I I don't the the pass thing. Remember, they went to those uh, passes. Yes, the, the pass on the yeah or on the yes. on the uh, 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 toll road. For, I didn't have change. I just blow the thing through the fast pass because they'll charge you for it. Right? They'll yeah. send you a bill they'll later. Get your it's license like plate. I got no change, so I'll just go through and they can send. I'll pay a little extra, but I can't pay it all now. I, so you know, it's. I... There and I haven't and I haven't been through one of those in a number of years, so that you know. I'm sure it's illegal. It, it, <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> but uh, it, that happens all it the time. It was the only I choice think. I had at that point. So, um, but there needs to be like a, a nationwide one, and I don't know if there is. Oh, if the they fast all, pass? Yes, that it works for any one of them. Not, I don't know either. Like this, I know down in Florida, there's like a Sun Pass yeah. type situation, um, and I, I don't know. In the toll road, we uh, we had one um, when I was at Ancilla that uh, it was on the bus, right? Because we went to, Chi- to we went to Chicago a lot, and um, oh, I guess well, you we went to Detroit. Detroit. We went to uh, Toledo way. as well, yeah. so that way. So uh, we had one, and and it worked everywhere we went. I don't know what. Yeah, it, I, I don't, think it was a fast pass, is what they call it. I'm not sure what it was but it worked on the, everyone we used now yeah. i don't know nationwide whether it does or not I, i'm not sure but that that would be a nice thing to have yeah, obviously certainly would um i do want to talk a little bit about um what happened last night in the local news um i i did go to the republican caucus last night and um it, it was packed we had a room full of people uh there were actually 38 Precinct committee men and vice committee um, men there, which they're men and women, but um, to vote. And both of them get to vote. Yeah. The committee person, and then if they have a vice in place, the vice also gets to vote for this. Um, Some of them are, quite a few of them, because there's like 29 precincts, so a lot of them don't have vices, but Mm -hmm. uh, they were there. So when I got there, which fortunately it was early enough, because um, I was concerned I wouldn't have a chair to sit in. Right, yeah. um, 
they had all the chairs saved for the precinct people and they had three media chairs saved for us and that was basically it the room was full and so if you came to watch you had to go stand in the hallway or in the back room they had these like little sliding windows that would open and where was this at was it down at the Republican headquarters? headquarters in the corner well, there building isn't that big it, it is bigger than you think because it's long but yeah. it's chopped up in rooms because it was a dentist office yeah. so it's you know chopped up but um so got in there and uh deb vandermark is, is the was, was the current vice chair and so she called the meeting to order at six o'clock and went over the rules and, and that kind of stuff um and each candidate had Five minutes to talk, and there were two candidates, uh, City Attorney Sean Cerisi and Vice Chair Deb Vandermark were the two candidates. So they each talked for about their five minutes. Um, and in the discussion, you could see this split in the party yeah. um, situation. And actually, I wrote a long story. It's four pages long. But I wanted to get some of those quotes in there. And, and I have to tell you that... Commissioner Overmeyer's name came up in that uh, conversation on both sides of the conversation. Um, the, and, and when Sean Cerisi, he was the first because they did it in alphabetical order. He was the first to talk. And when Sean spoke, he actually had brought pictures, large pictures, like two feet by one foot pictures that he had blown up. Um, and the first one was a text message that uh, Kevin had sent to Sean mm -hmm. um, that told him that uh, uh, Tim Harmon um, and Jesse Bohannon had, you know, caused a split in the party and that Sean wasn't going to be able to fix it. Um, and then in the next picture he showed was a picture, and I'm not going to tell you who it was. I recognized him, obviously, but he didn't mention the person by name. He said, this is from last Saturday's Culver's parade um and this is a democrat candidate who spoke face to face with me and the mayor and said he was recruited by kevin overmeyer I, I want to tell you that that same candidate called me yesterday and was talking to me and wanted to make it specifically clear to me that he was not recruited by anyone that he had been thinking about running for an a county seat well, and, you'd think a lawyer would know about hearsay evidence, but that's yeah, just my observation. Well, I, well and I'm, I'm sure in a lawyer, you know, <laughs> I'm testifying in court, so I bring pictures to show it. Um, then there was a, a picture of Deb Vandermark's letter that she sent to the precinct committeeman, introducing herself, telling what her plans were, what she wanted to do with the party, that kind of stuff. And he had commented on there that, Commissioner that Kevin Overmeyer was the first one to sign uh, in support of her on this letter. And so he had a, a blown up copy of that. And um, so he, then he talked about some of the things that he wanted to change in the party, um, that he wants to make some renovation, renovations to the headquarters, which they definitely could use that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, cramped in area i said well it's a good thing we don't have COVID, or we couldn't all be oh, in the yeah. same room together it was so yeah. tight um and he talked about uh, recruiting candidates um he talked about training for candidates um, that he would like to see happen in the future um and then um and he did he did 
opened up by saying that he thought he felt that he was the very best candidate uh, for the position. Well, sure. He talked about his. He did also <gasps> talk about being a Democrat. That when he first got into politics, he was a Democrat, um, and after three over three years, uh, he realized that the Democratic Party just wasn't a good fit for him. So they asked to switch to the Republican Party and were welcomed in by the Republican Party. Um, and then after he was finished, then Deb got up and spoke. And, um, you know, she commented that she's a lifelong Republican, has never switched parties, always been a Republican. Her family is Republican. Her children are Republican. And she's very proud of that. Uh, talked about her 16 years of service to the Republican Party. Um, didn't really go into a lot of details, um, didn't go into a lot of details, but she has been an elected official in the county on the Republican ticket. Um, and then she talked about some of the changes that she wanted to see um, with specifics about revamping headquarters. The outside needs some work. The inside definitely needs some improvements going on there. Um, that She talked a little bit about recruiting. She does not believe that the county chairman should recruit candidates to run against incumbents. If you have an incumbent in place, then if somebody wants to challenge them, that's fine. But uh, the party chair should not go out and get somebody to run against somebody who's already been elected to that seat. Uh, she talked about Commissioner Overmeyer and how, um, you know, they are friends, but they don't go to dinner together. That She doesn't go to his house. They don't go on vacation. But they do communicate um, when it comes to, well, you know, to. being a commissioner and a department head and for the party and such. Um, she said that, you know, she is the run one who is running for county chair. It's not Commissioner Overmeyer running for the county chair. And, you know, it just went on. She did go on to say um, that. She realized how ugly campaigns can get with this current campaign that she was in um, and had heard the rumor that she was, quote, Kevin's puppet. And she said that she is nobody's puppet. Um, you know, that, and you you could ask Kevin that she, they don't always see the eye to eye, but, you know, she's not anybody's puppet. She's her own person. There's a lot of puppets out there these days. Uh, you know, it was just she talked about the split in the party and, um, you know, running candidates against incumbents. Um, and after they were all done uh, with their comments, then there were four rows, long rows of precinct committeemen. So they lined them up. And this this building is long and narrow. So they yeah. lined them up one row at a time and sent them down the back hall mm -hmm. so they could vote privately. Yeah, um, It was a private vote. And then after they voted, they went out the back door, walked back up the front, <laughs> and then came back in the front door and got it. went back to their seats. So they have the tiki torches and everything, <laughs> yep, and they, no. they went up and they, yeah, and with the thing on the coconut or whatever. Yeah, oh, no. It's Survivor. So who who is still on the island at the end of the night? Well, it, we did we did get to that point. Um, um, and, and so after, and it took quite a while to get all of them through that line and voted. And then um, the two votes were done. Um, let's see. Sam Slosher and Brian Howard counted the votes up back there. Um, I know uh, 
Jeanette Cerisi was um, Sean's watcher. You can have right. a watcher yeah. in there if you want. Uh, so he was the watcher. Um, and when it was all said and done, they came out and um, said that Deb was the winner. Deb Vandermark. The vote was actually 25 to 13. Um, so, you know, you, obviously there there is yeah. a split that's going to have to be yeah. worked out in the party. I was going to say, um, if there was in, any in question next... in your mind that there was disarray, uh, that was taken away from yeah. you last You know, and, and now <laughs> as she moving up to county chair, that left the, the vice chair seat open. Yeah. So at the conclusion, then, she asked Jim Masterson, who actually is one of the precinct commitment and was able to vote, asked Jim if he would be her vice chair, and he agreed. So we have a new county chairman and a new county vice chairman. And then Brian Howard is the secretary. Oh. So, uh, yeah, so all said and done, and... And it was effective immediately, so she takes over and continues basically to do what she's been doing for the last, um, actually Dave's been sick for, you know, had been sick for right. a number of months, so she's been doing it. Um, her next big thing, I think, is the golf outing uh, for the Republican Party, and actually they have a kayak um, fundraiser going on right now, too, that uh, they're working on, but... And then when after the golf outing gets over with, oh, and they're at the fair. So right. she's been, you know, had worked on that stuff. Uh, she also happens, I didn't realize this, but she could, she stores the elephant that goes to the parade. So she has to make sure the elephant gets to the parade. <laughs> you know, there's a number. There's not a lot of glamorous things. Uh, <laughs> she has to go set up the booth at the 4-H fair. You know, not a lot of you know, prestigious things that you get to do as I county chair. But no, you got to hang on to the elephant. Well, I don't think all county chairs do, but uh, because she has a barn that will hold an elephant, um, you know, she stepped up and volunteered their services to put the elephant in the barn. I I don't believe in political parties, but I might be willing to become a Republican if, you if could, I can watch the elephant. If you could take yeah. care of the elephant, if I could take care of the elephant, I might be willing to. You know the be best that might thing be the, about that it. That might be the deal right there. That might might push me over the top to actually get involved. You don't have to clean out the stall. No. After the after this no. elephant, which is a good deal. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about feeding the elephant. No. So <laughs> I mean, this is a this is a win all the way around yeah. if you get to watch the elephant. I would agree. So. All right. Well, why don't we take our first break of the morning because we do have guests in the studio with us this morning. And we got a ton of stuff to give away, too. Okay. Uh, let's start with this. Yes. Uh, Indiana State Fair. Oh, got good deal. Four, I believe. Yeah, four of them. Four passes you can get in absolutely free. Uh, and we Gosh, are... Gosh, I looked it up yesterday. I think it starts on the... I want to... Oh, um, it doesn't mom, say mom. on the ticket, I don't think. The 29th, maybe? I, t I looked this up yesterday, but you think I can remember? I don't think it is on the ticket. It is not, but I can see. So uh, Eight days left to save on tickets, it says. Uh, here, August 29th. No, July 29th through August 21st. Okay. So um, they are closed on Mondays and Tuesdays. Says the fairgrounds will open at six thirty a.m. on Saturday, July thirtieth, according to the ticket. Six thirty a.m. Holy moly! Yeah, I ain't getting there at six thirty a.m. I don't yeah, care. Me neither. Don't care. But if you have won anything from us in the last thirty days, please give somebody else a shot at our tickets here. State fair, four of them, free admission. Caller number seven. 
And I hear the phone already, so let's see who wins. Are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal? Call Apex Waste. Large or small, we'll take your call. When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and no taxes. What we say is what you pay. Apex Waste is a local family-owned company that is dedicated to reliable, friendly service. Call Apex Waste at 574-896-APEX. That's 574-896-2739. Or visit us online at apexwaste.net. It's fair time, and the Marshall County Fair is happening in Argus, July 16th through the 22nd. Be sure to congratulate all 4-H members and their families for their hard work and dedication by attending this year's fair at the county fairgrounds. Bring the entire family out and enjoy the great food, entertainment, and 4-H displays in the open and commercial buildings. Plan on attending this year's Marshall County Fair, July 16th through the 22nd in Argus. Be sure to mark your calendars for this Saturday, July 23rd, for the annual Downtown Tractor Show in Plymouth. Downtown Plymouth will be filled with tractors of all kinds, old and new. Be sure to come out and take a look. There will be food trucks available just in case you get hungry. Chubby Buddies, Dainty Donuts, Bailey's Sweet Kettle Corn, Ben's Pretzels, Berry's Ice Cream will be offering smash burgers and hot dogs, and B&B Vending will have snow cones and cotton candy for the kids. There will be pedal tractors to take a ride on, and there will be music that starts at noon until 2 p.m. Sentimental Journey will be playing this year, so be sure to bring your lawn chair so you can sit back, relax, and enjoy some great music. The show runs from 8 a.m. until 3 p.m. in downtown Plymouth. for What's Your Opinion? Now, back to Kathy and Rusty. Congratulations to Todd. Headed to the State Fair. You can give. I want this part. I I want this. I I want to play the Mother Abbas. (laughs) Is the director here? Yes, right here. Oh, okay. All right, all right. I want to... When can I audition? Yeah, right now. Because I got I gotta go for it. Let's hear it. Sorry, Rusty, you're you're daylight and a dollar short. <laughs> Besides, I don't think the uh, the, the, the habit would fit you. <laughs> I'm my agent is done. I didn't even get notified that I I've, I've had it. I'm he's gone. He's gone. I'm done with it. Oh, well, now, you... now my day is ruined. I just, I'm gonna go home and cry. If you recognize the music, that is the sound of music, and that's what the Max and Cucky players are doing this year. Uh, Becky Lichty is here with us this morning, and she's brought half the crew with her. No, not really, because it looks like a big crew when I look at the pictures on Facebook. But she's brought friends with her. Um, so, Becky, let's talk a little bit about first. 
you know, have you done Sound of Music in the past? We have. Okay. Um, about 32 or 33 years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what part did you play back then? Seriously? Uh, I was <laughs> I knew it. 30 years old, and I played the part of Liesel, who is 16. <laughs> but hey, it worked, okay? <laughs> Very good. So, um, I, I, I have to say, I would think this one is a little challenging on getting... Um, the parts filled because there's quite a number of children involved in there it. are seven children um, but there are only seven children we have had shows before that um, had more more kids involved in, okay. in that but um, this one is a bit of a challenge because we have uh, a choir of nuns and then the family with the seven children uh, but there really is not a chorus per se. So there's not, there are other men involved, but there's not a lot of singing parts for the men. Oh, okay. But uh, it is a classic. Everybody oh, yes. knows the, the music and the storyline, and it, it's always a, a favorite with people. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, now I'm going to go totally off here, but just to give people an idea, what does it cost to put something on like this? Because. There are royalties that you guys have to... There are royalties, and they keep climbing higher and higher, as does everything else in our society these days. But um, the royalties generally will run between four and $6,000 just to be able to put on the production, just to get the materials and the rights to do it. So it's, it's not uncommon for us to have um, in excess of $10,000 in putting on a production. Yeah, the music is expensive. <laughs> Exactly. It's just a straight play is not quite that bad, but the music costs a lot of money. You're to, right. To it does. Get it. And um, costuming. Now, were you able to go out to Donaldson and borrow some costumes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, if if only we could. We did try that a, a few times before, but um, you know, again, times have changed. The nuns don't wear the habits anymore. So we were fortunate enough a few years ago to find one or two from them um but uh no we have rented the costumes that well the nun costumes this year from premier arts and elkhart um very helpful people over there uh we have a lot of our own costumes we have storage in culver and so we we dig around but um uh, this one was particularly difficult because you have seven children who are all dressed alike in yeah. in several different costumes so um, some of the things we've had, some of the things I have made, um, and some we've rented. So, Wow. She's a seamstress on, besides the director. I am. I have a couple <laughs> things laying at home that have to be done before dress rehearsal tonight. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, when did you guys start preparing for this? Right around Memorial Day. We have auditions just prior to Memorial Day, and then the Tuesday following Memorial Day, we, we start practicing. So it's about... Eight weeks, we put it all together. And um, you have a specific staff that comes in and helps with, like, building the set <laughs> and that kind of stuff? Oh, you're funny, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> no, the staff that you you see on the stage is the staff that builds all of the sets, puts together all the costumes. We are a strictly volunteer organization, and everybody pitches in and, and helps build and paint. And uh, we do we do all of that ourselves. We're pretty proud of that multi-talented yeah we are <laughs> very good so i i can't imagine you know though i i would wonder if my grandchildren 
actually know the sound of music. I mean, I I have it on DVD, so I can watch it. But um, you know, the the much younger generation may not actually know what it's all about. That's true. Um, That's I think true. everybody else would. But can you give a little? just of what what is going on in in the performance sure it's based on a true story of um captain georg von trapp um, and his family of seven children Um, they are austrian and are um, forced to leave austria during the onslaughts and uh, so that's that's basically the the gist of the story but um they have maria which is the the lead part um, comes to be a governess for the family and um, ends up in a relationship with, with the captain and they get married and everybody lives happily ever after. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Good deal. So um, let's, uh, you have brought some cast members with you. I have. Uh, I have with me today Tom Boyce, who is playing the, the captain. Um, I have my assistant director and sister Margareta, Jesse Hill, and I have one of our newcomers this year, uh, Cora McKenna, who is playing Liesl. Very good. Okay, so um, Tom, have, have you played this part in the past? No, I, I okay. have not, and it's been a bit of a challenge because being... Uh, the captain at the beginning of the show is, is, is kind of a hardened uh, sea captain, and so it's very difficult for a nice guy like me to, <laughs> to get into that character, but um, adopting a voice that kind of characterizes that persona has, has uh, kind of developed, and I think it's worked, worked fairly well. Now, I know in the movie, the captain has a whistle that he blows yes. to make his children... <laughs> do certain things do you do you have to blow a whistle yes uh, oh. it's a boatswain whistle and it's, it took a little bit of practice but uh, they respond well to it yes <laughs> maria not so much but, <laughs> but uh, and for the record rusty i wanted to say i think you would be a wonderful non you might have some trouble with the vows but i'm not, <laughs> um, all of them but but I just wanted to get that in there. You, you are 100% right about the vows, but I think I could make myself fit into that habit. I think I'd look good in it. I could carry that off. I don't know, Rusty. You'd have to compete with Lenore Jones, who is doing an absolutely marvelous yeah. job of playing the Reverend Mother. That is show. a tough part. It is you a tough part. you really got to be able to sing. You do. Yeah. That is the one of the key songs in the show yeah. is Climb Every Mountain, and, yeah. and she does a marvelous job with it. And Lenora doesn't have to shave every day. You would definitely have to shave for the part. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> okay. So, Jesse, you are assistant director. Yes. So, does that mean when Becky doesn't show up that, that you're there to crack the rip? Or basically. does Becky tell you, hey, go tell them to do this? Um, basically... Yeah, I'm kind of in charge when she's not there a little bit, um, but also it's mostly just kind of keeping everyone where they're supposed to be backstage. If they have questions and Becky's trying to run rehearsal, everyone's kind of coming to me like, what scene are we on? What costume are we supposed to be in? Do you know where this is? Do you know where that is? And I basically just have to have all the answers for everyone. <laughs> Holy and moly. she has done a marvelous job of that this year, too. Yeah, and this is my first year being assistant director, so it's all new to me this year as well. So, like, during practice, Becky, you sit at the front of the house so you can see the, 
the stage and what's going on. And, and Jesse, you're at the kind of the back of the house. Yes. Trying mm-hmm. to keep things going. That's I've, exactly. I've been kind of at the back just to kind of see, can we even hear people in the back? Because, you know, most of our clientele is a little bit older. Can I see everyone? Are sets supposed to be where they're at? That way she can focus more on directing everyone else and making sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. <laughs> wow. But you also have a part then. So uh-huh. not only are they coming to you and, and say, where's this or what am I But you got you have to be ready too. Yes. <laughs> it's like, uh, hold on. I got to go on stage. Just yes. <laughs> I literally feel my brain melting every night. <laughs> and you are uh, one of the nuns? Yes, I am Sister Margareta. Okay. So what is Sister Margareta just a nice person? or She is the one that is kind of vouching for Maria. She is the one, she sings Maria, and she's the one that says, Maria makes me laugh, which Julie does make me laugh all the time, so it's, it's very true. Um, and yeah, so she's kind of like battling the other, like Mother Abbess and Sister Berta. They're like, Maria's got to go. She's not suited for the Abbey. And I'm like, no, 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 just wait a minute. I think, I think we could get her. And then she meets the captain and... You know, <laughs> and then things change, and then everything just changes. <laughs> Very good. And Cora, um, is this your first experience with the Mexicaki players? It is, and I've enjoyed every second of it. Okay. Um, are are you out of high school? No, I'm okay. actually 15, so I'm a sophomore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> are do you go to Culver? Or? No. Okay. Where do no. you go to school? I do it online. Okay. But I'm based in the Bremen area. Fantastic. Yeah. So, so this gives you an opportunity, actually, not being in school when they have performances. This gives you the chance to get up on the stage and and have some fun. Is, is something you've always dreamed of, or is this your first experience on the stage? So, growing up, when I was maybe four or five, I thought, you know, this is what I want to do with my life. And so, when I was six years old, I started being in professional theater, getting paid. I started at the Round Barn Theater, which um, was amazing. And it showed me, you know, there's so many role models and people that you can look up to and learn from. And now I think this might be my 10th production I've done. Wow. And yeah, and so um, it really, it really is nice to know that I can be, help do my best to be one of those role models that, you know, five-year-old me was always looking for so part of my role is being the older sister and while that means sometimes you know having to keep the kids in line or take care of them which (laughs) happens quite a bit it also means you know being a good role model for them not saying the wrong things or not losing my temper sometimes and you know sometimes they can be a lot to handle but it's always my job to make sure that I handle it well and maturely so that they always have someone to look up to. That's fantastic. I, at first, I thought she was thinking, talking about on on the stage or whatever. But it, she's talking in general life, behind the scenes, what's going on there mm-hmm. to right. be level-headed so that somebody can look up to her. It, that's fantastic, and I can't believe your tenth performance. <laughs> and she has done a fabulous job of helping Thank keep you. the other kids mm-hmm. uh, where they need to be when oh, they yes. need to be. I mean, we have we have a couple fairly young ones there, and. and uh, uh, the seven-year-old this is her first time on the stage and so you know she's she's not sure where she's supposed to be and how she's supposed to stand and and Cora has done a marvelous job of of helping keep those kids corralled 
Um, so did you have to learn to like march to the captain's uh, whistle and, and such? To... <laughs> Absolutely, and it was um, it it was very time consuming. Um, we would spend like a half an hour of like several rehearsals, and we would he'd sit there with his whistle and be blowing the same thing and it's hard for all the kids to keep it straight and know when to start doing it start with your left foot or do you start with your right do you end with your left or end with your right (laughs) and it I know that it was really hard on Tom for that especially I mean he's got the father figure so he's kind of having having to take care of these children but especially you know getting them to march to the beat I mean how do you get a seven-year-old to to start with their left foot the second you hear like the fourth beat of a whistle you well, know some, somehow we were able to do it like, practice <laughs> practice practice that's right practice practice yeah. makes perfect yeah. mm-hmm. so you also then I assume have to do some dancing in the performance too? I do. So we have a, my main dance number is 16 going on 17, and that's also my main number. So that's a duet with um, what we call the Scattered Brain Telegram Boy. (laughs) (laughs) And played by who? Braden Baker. Braden Baker. Baker. Mm -hmm. Which is, it's his first show with the players as well this year. Oh my goodness. But he is also a member of the singers. So he's had some performances under his belt. And he's great. I mean, he and I get along very well. Um, So it's not not like it's awkward or anything. We do a really great job at trying to make it, you know, more fun, as fun as possible even. I mean, we – it's hard to make eye contact without (laughs) laughing or making some sort of jokes. So we – I think we do a really good job at trying to stay serious during that big scene. But – we I neither of us are really um experienced with dancing. So, I mean, I've danced a little bit here and there. Like I took tap for a couple years when I was a lot younger and neither of us are really dancers, so I think that we've put it together pretty well for not being, you know, professional dancers. <laughs> yeah. So, I think we've done a pretty good job adjusting to that. Well, and and on the t or on the TV screen, on the movie screen, um, you're in a gazebo, yeah. So it's a a little bit smaller space, I assume, to dance in. It's, I mean, it's not bad actually. We have a gazebo, which they've decorated with like fancy string lights. It looks amazing. <laughs> they've got flowers on it, but a lot of the dance is dancing on that. I mean. It's hard to keep your balance when you're standing on top of the benches that are on there, but we, I, you know, it's a beautiful gazebo. I mean, it's gorgeous. Amazing sets for sure. That's probably one of my favorites. <laughs> wow. Speaking of the dancing, I'd like to give credit to Leanne Center, who has choreographed um, mm-hmm. most of the numbers for us, and she does a marvelous job of um, d- copying some of the movements from the movie, um, as well as incorporating things that are easier for our people sure. to do um and uh she's she's done a marvelous job of of making it making it look really good with um uh things that are that our people can do sure now and, and i know um there's a ball and the captain ends up dan- having to dance with maria at the ball mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. but tom's an experienced <clears throat> dancer from way back when uh, uh that's debatable <laughs> <laughs> I can be taught. <laughs> well, that's a plus then. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the moment where uh, the captain and Maria really make that love connection. Little do they know at that point, <laughs> but they both um, deepen their feelings for each other during that dance. So it's and Leanne did a great job of of drawing us closer and closer and closer as that dance moves along and and yeah we we finally got it right last night and was, <laughs> how, and we're getting we're close to performance to yes, time here. Yes. Like, no don't want to peek too soon here yeah right <laughs> two days before opening night <laughs> and it looks amazing it really does yeah, it just you. you can tell that it took a lot of work to you know practice every single rehearsal and put mm -hmm. that time i mean coming early just to practice it right he they he and julie have really done an amazing job especially with that dance good thank you her being my wife helps a lot with <laughs> yeah her, it with does the closeness <laughs> of that too but we kind of have a good connection that way. So, so can you tell us um, some of the other performers who are involved uh, this year? Sure. Um, along with Tom and his wife, Julie Boyce, who's playing Maria, we have Lenore Jones playing uh, the Reverend Mother. We have, uh, of course, Cora plays Liesl, the oldest child. Um, Dave Lawrence plays Friedrich, the next child. Um, I'm not going to get these in the proper order, but anyway, <laughs> we have um, Louisa is played by Olivia Birch from Bremen. Kurt is played by Tegan Pletcher from here in Plymouth. Um, Brigitta is played by Kendra Thayer, who's from Argus. And we have um, Violet Rohde from Bremen, who plays Marta. And the last one is Lily Shockey, uh, who plays Gretel from here in Plymouth. Wow, okay. And uh, there is um, the guy who is like the producer to, that gets them to perform on the oh, that's stage. Max Detweiler. Yes, that's, Max. That's played by Doug Nielsen. Okay. And he gets them to go and perform uh, on this big stage, and that's right before they sneak out of the country. Well, exactly. they have to go... Uh, to the convent is that what it's they it's do they call it the garden but it's a it's actually a cemetery which uh <laughs> jesse has has designed our cemetery and it it's amazing um, she's done a wonderful job with that but Thank yes you. they they <laughs> they hide behind the cemetery stones until the the guards leave and then they sneak out and then there's that big wrap up at the end when they're climbing up the mountain that's right <laughs> But um, and there is a number of other people I see in the in the photo. So, do you, I this can't happen without some backstage help. Oh, um, that that's for sure. But a lot of most of our backstage help is our our own cast members. Um, we do have a few extras, but um, yeah, the the nuns are out there moving <clears throat> the sets and their habits and oh my goodness, um, and you know our Nazis. Our Nazis and our nuns are on the stage at the same time, moving sets. So. And I guess we have to talk. Yeah, there there are Nazis involved in there this are. one. So, mm -hmm. um, it, it, it's an exciting. I just it's it's a wonderful. If you've not seen it, um, and I actually believe I as a young, very young child, I saw it on the on the stage in New York City, um, oh. way back. I mean, way back, but. You know, the TV works fine for me. <laughs> I, 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 anywhere, just you know, just it it is music. a it's a great show. It's it like I said, it's one of the classics, and um, it's very family friendly. There's uh, you know no weird stuff that goes on or um, um, 
language or anything like that. We Max and Cucky players always try to do a very family-friendly show because we want to introduce the, the theater to the younger people. Now, um, you start your performances coming up this weekend. Friday night. Oh, Yikes. <laughs> okay. Yay. Um, <laughs> Yay. Opening Yay. night. Opening night, Friday night um, in at the Culver High School at 7.30. Okay. And there is a, a break if you come on opening night. There is. Uh, tickets are $10 for everyone for opening night. Um, so bring the family and come opening night the reason we do that is hopefully you'll we'll see a good performance and you'll tell your friends and then they'll come back for the one of the other four shows okay let's talk about the other shows we have sunday afternoon at four o'clock on the 24th then um we follow up the next weekend friday july 29th at 7 30 Saturday, July the 30th at 7.30, and we wrap up on Sunday, July 31st at 4 o'clock. And those ticket prices are 15 for adults? 15 for adults, $5 for children. Very good. So, um, about how long is the performance? Well, <laughs> yet to be determined, but it's going to be at least a two and a half, possibly three hour show. So, so there'll be an intermission somewhere. There is an intermission between Act 1 and Act 2, 15 minutes. Okay. But the great thing, it's, it sounds like it's a long time, but it, it just flies by. It's there such a song path. after song, and the set changes, and, and the story just moves along. So it's not like a, it just it just seems to fly by. We look at the clock, and, oh, <laughs> I can't believe it's this, this time right here. So. Yeah. It truly is such a fast-paced show. I mean, even being in it, it's hard to keep up, like, sometimes with mm -hmm. the events. And it's it's so exciting. I mean, especially for anyone who doesn't know the story, because you can watch the movie a million times and think, oh, I know what happens. Like, this is going to be so fun. But if you don't know the story, I mean, especially, that's going to be so exciting because you're sometimes, you know, you see on the screen how it was for the soldiers or you know the direct events but you don't see what happens behind you know the more domestic effects you don't see how families are were pulled apart during the wars and it's just it's a really great perspective and it really opens up a lot of eyes right the mm -hmm. the theater production itself is is stays fairly true to the movie but Absolutely. there are several differences yeah. in there and the, and a couple of different songs that you will hear oh, that, that yeah. aren't in the movie so max sings in the stage play yeah <laughs> he does. yes he does yeah he does <laughs> as does elsa which i yes. apologize but i forgot to mention wendy wise is playing the part of elsa schrader which is the jilted girlfriend of the <laughs> captain <laughs> but both of those people sing um on the stage where they do not in the movie yeah so rusty how do you know that they well, I, I played that part. Oh, Elsa, several, Elsa, several Elsa? Times. Elsa, yeah, oh. exactly. <laughs> uh, Elsa no, or Max? Max, Which one? Oh. <laughs> Max. You Max shuffle between Elsa and Mother Abbas. <laughs> yeah, do <laughs> yeah. both. Yeah, a dual role. Quick changes. Um, and you have yeah, it. I, I played Max a couple of times. That was oh, okay. Uh, the uh, only role they would let me have because of my singing <laughs> talent. <laughs> Able to. You were fabulous. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I was <laughs> fabulous. Yeah. Let me tell you. Well, you'd, you'd mentioned earlier some other people behind the scenes, and 
Rusty, the other times we've been in here, you kind of talk about Tech Week and how how that, I was gonna how say, that is a little little straining. But you guys are in Tech Week this week. I'm yeah. thinking it's a miracle anybody is here, yeah, but, still uh, alive. No yeah. bruises. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, Greg uh, Underwood. Actually, <laughs> Tech we week. have a few bruises. Tech Week turns directors into alcoholics very quickly. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. But I was going to mention the. Uh, Greg Underwood and his team. There's Jeff Netrauer and uh, Trevor Pletcher and uh, Deb Cook and Evan, Evan Netrauer. Yeah, and some other people. But they've kind of, and I think over the years we've kind of weaved in the tech aspects to where it's not like shock. <laughs> where we don't get that shock anymore. That so Greg's been coming in and and working with the mics little by little, adding here, adding there, and mm-hmm. it's. It's it's not quite as uh, traumatizing. Yeah, we as kind maybe of you remember. filter it in slowly. <laughs> but they do a, an excellent job, and he's really he's do. very accommodating, and and just it's a great great tech crew to work with. Mm-hmm. One thing I have to ask, um, with the Reese Theater opening, mm-hmm. and actually we'll be having a stage now. Um, you know, at, at Culver High School. We don't see what's on the backside of that stage, but I am sure there's rooms and classrooms where people can get dressed and do makeup and all that kind of stuff. And I, I've, I've got a feeling at the Reese that uh, they have some areas, like I think underneath or whatever, but it it's not very large. So no. I, I have toured the Reese. Um, and, well, let's start back with the Culver High School. We have had a absolutely fabulous working relationship with the Culver Community High School for um, over 40 years now. I was going to say, how many, do you know when you guys We started started in 1980, and of course we've been out for the last two years because of COVID, so we're really excited to be back and trying to revive the the theater again. Um, But uh, I have toured the Reese, and it is going to be a beautiful facility. We have discussed with them possibly doing something on their stage, um, and you know we certainly would be open to doing that. Um, it is a very different situation. There are no, uh, well, it's session Taylor knows. There's a limited amount of space backstage, dressing rooms, things like that. So it's it's a different setting. And if we were to do something on their stage, we'd have to uh, plan a little differently. It, but it'd be but a it's doable. Smaller cast, I would think. Smaller cast, and and uh, there's not a lot of room for um, extra sets that would come and go off the stage. But uh, but it's I I think it's going to be a beautiful facility, and we're we're excited to uh, possibly do something on that stage. Maybe a, a, a second performance at um, at a different time of the year or something. That would be nice. Anything's possible. Cool. <laughs> well, it would be fun to. See you guys. I mean, you do such a fantastic job. And I mean, I can remember going back with my parents into the cafeteria at Culver and watching the performance there. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's that long ago. And actually, there was somebody playing the piano. Yes. Uh, you know, yes. to go along for for the performance. Has so. it been that long ago that we did uh, two pianos for our accompaniment? <laughs> we've we've gone to canned music now, but I was going to say my first year we had Betty Martens as our piano player for Fiddler on the Roof, back oh. in two thousand seven or two thousand eight, and I think for Hello Dolly or something before that we started doing canned music. So, um, 
so w- this production will happen this weekend and next weekend. Correct. Then you guys take a little break, uh, I suppose, a, a few weekends off. And then do we sit down and start, okay, what are we doing next year? Or are we already usually, throwing that around? Or? Usually about December we start talking about um, the possibilities for next year. And we put together a, a uh, play selection committee. They review all the possibilities and then bring those ideas to the the general membership, and everybody gets a vote to see what we what we're going to do next year. So, is there any chance? I mean, do do you have the opportunity to go into Chicago or to Indianapolis and watch a performance and then come back and say we've got to do this? This is fantastic. Actually, most of the time, if I go see some of those productions, I come back and say, there's no way in the world we can do those. <laughs> you know, and, and as I said before, we, we're very conscious of doing something that's family friendly. So there's some wonderful productions out there, but not things that we feel we can do with, with our standard audience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of things like, Hamilton and Avenue Q and some of those things that just they're they're just not family friendly well that it, it seems like the older classics end up being uh, the best choices so right and you know like I said there's things like Rent and you know so that have some absolutely phenomenal music in them but the storyline just is not um, not fitting for for our group so how does the Max and Cucky players combine with the Max and Cucky singers? Max and Cucky singers are a branch off of the Max and Cucky players. The players started in 1980, and um, after that, uh, a few said, "You know, this is this is a lot of fun, but we should do something more than once a year." So, but it it is a lot of work to put on a production of this size. So that group decided, well, maybe we'll do more like a little variety show kind of thing. So um, several got together and started, uh, like I said, a branch off called the Max and Cucky Singers. And the singers do a um, a tour at Christmas around a lot of the different churches and and venues. And then, uh, which again, we're we're kind of hoping that we might work out something with the Reese this year at Christmas time. Oh, fantastic. And then uh, the singers also do a, a spring session. So so you don't have to be a member of one to be in the other? No, not necessarily. Okay. No. So there's no twisting your arm like, oh, okay, you're in this. Now you got to participate with <laughs> no, us for not, this. Not at all. It's, it's okay. strictly volunteer. Whatever anybody feels that they can do. Um. It, can you tell me who your longest running member is right now? <laughs> no doubt about that. That's Dan Adams from Culver. <laughs> Dan's one of the original founding members of the group and uh, has been involved in some way in every production we have done. Wow. And it always happens the weekend after Lake Fest, basically. Right. That's, I mean, for people who are planning. Right. Um, We're always the, uh, the weekend after Lake Fest. We do not do a Saturday night performance because of the corn roast in Culver. Um, and again, a lot of our people were involved in, in that, so we, we skipped that Saturday night. That's why that's missing out of there. And then uh, then the following weekend, we do the three nights. Well, it is a challenge, and it does take um, some dedication by a number of people to get involved. And I mean, you're talking eight weeks of how often do you guys practice? 
Monday through Thursday. Oh. Um, from, <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, we're together a lot. <laughs> we have to really kind of get along. <laughs> yes. Um, Monday through Thursday from 6.30 to 9 usually. And then we spend all day Saturday at the Culver High School building our sets. We do all of our own set construction, um, set design, painting, all of that. Um, I have to give a little shout out to uh, one of our new gals this year, um, Emily Matson um, has come through for us on a lot of the artistic things that you will see, um, the the paintings and whatnot. She, mm-hmm. it, it it always seems like when we we lose someone for whatever reason, they move out of the area or what. Gosh, how are we going to replace that person? But um, we've always said there's just a little angel sitting on our shoulders that brings someone new into us, um, and that's another thing. If you have if you have a talent like that but but are not interested in singing, we've always got a spot for somebody to help paint or help build or or help sew costumes or whatever. You don't necessarily have to be a singer. You don't have to be on the stage to be no, part of the fun. Not at all. It's the most important people are not on the stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Um, wouldn't be much of a performance if we didn't. No, there wouldn't be much of a performance without the people backstage <laughs> either. Believe But me. in the it's same regard, Rusty, there wouldn't it wouldn't be much of a performance if we didn't have people to to do the sound and the yep. lights. I mean, if exactly. we can stand up there and sing our hearts out, but if you can't see us, it's not yeah. it's not going to be much. So yeah. you can't see and hear us. Yeah. What's the point? <laughs> everybody's got a job to do, and everybody's important. So is tonight your first dress full dress rehearsal? Or? No, we had a full okay. dress rehearsal. Um, was it Monday, Monday. night? Monday. Mo- Monday. Everything's Mon- blurring together. Monday. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's. Yeah. But, but yeah, um, Monday. So yeah, another final dress rehearsal tonight, and we'll probably be meeting tomorrow night just to polish up a few little things, and then we go with it on Friday. Well, it's exciting. So uh, again, tell us the times and and the dates. Opening night is this Friday, July the 22nd at 7.30. Sunday, July 24th at 4 o'clock. Friday, July 29th at 7.30. Saturday, July 30th at 7.30. And we wrap up on Sunday, July 31st at 4 o'clock. And you don't have to buy tickets in advance. You do not. If you have a large group coming, um, you can call uh, 574-952-5117. That's my direct number. And we can arrange for a group of tickets to be held for you at the will call desk. But the auditorium holds roughly 700 people. So you, there are tickets available at the door. They are not assigned seats, so you can sit wherever you like that way. Well, it, you don't want to miss it, folks. Uh, this performance will be phenomenal. Um, everybody loves the sound of music. Yep. Uh, everybody, you know, the biggest part will be, please don't sing in the audience. Because <laughs> everybody knows the music and, mm-hmm, you know, right. wants to sing along or whatever. But please don't sing. Your neighbor next door wants to hear the performance on the stage and not you. That that will be my problem. I have to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> my husband will elbow me. Shh. Quiet. <laughs> come, come and enjoy it. It it is fantastic opportunity. I, I love the idea of 
having people from all over the county. It may be the Mexican cookie players because it started down in the Culver area, but you bring in people from all over. Um, yes, we as do. You we're talking about the performers this year, so um, it's opened up. And if they want more information, they can get a hold of you sure. for upcoming performances or um, how to try out those kind of things. Sure, they can. Um, again, my number five seven four nine five two five one one seven. You can call me, um, or you can also go to our webpage, which is maxplayers.org, and we try to keep that updated with all the current information. So, right. You can also find us on Facebook. I'm mm -hmm. not sure the official is it right. the the Ma the Max and Cookie players, Max and Cookie players yeah, yeah. and singers and singers mm -hmm. on Facebook and follow us that way as well and obviously if you've recognized some of the names that we have mentioned today you can always contact one of your friends and say hey mm -hmm. i hear you're in this tell me you know sure how can i get involved yeah do yeah, you absolutely. need any help what can i do always need help always, always need help, need help. <laughs> <laughs> well and i can see definitely like on the sewing side of things mm -hmm. if you had seven costumes i mean because seven while those kids are supposed to be you know boom 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 stair-stepped in age um they, they they're not always different sizes. Yeah, they're not always the same size. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> Becky's see. always got like a million costumes to work on every <laughs> yeah. night. I mean, we're always sending her home with something. And Poor Becky. <laughs> <laughs> so I bad. think I'm done, and then the next night I go home with another armload of things. Yeah. We've either had a, a costume malfunction with a zipper break, <laughs> or uh, we're changing dresses, and this one needs to be hemmed, or whatever. But uh, Yeah, and I think the, the children have at least four costume so seven times four. I don't know about four. No, I think it's, it's more like than that. I think, <laughs> there's, I think there's at least six. There's, there's yeah. at least, yeah. Seven they have a six. lot. Well, I know they're so. wearing the curtains at some point. They, yes, they, they are do. wearing curtains, they are yes. wearing uniforms, they're Those wearing party dresses, wedding and dresses. And <laughs> I think I might have eight or nine costumes, actually. I think you do because you have 16 yeah. going on 17 That's and right. then you have to Change, change that I've got, because you got caught in the rain. Yeah, I have about, um, I think, seven quick changes. Mm -hmm. And that includes 20-second quick changes, ranging oh, to mm -hmm. maybe a minute tops. Maybe. Maybe. That's maybe. a big maybe. That's, <laughs> a, that's a big maybe, and that's also reliant on how fast or slow we can get right? the set changed for and, you to give you some time. And my biggest quick changes are... Two of them back to back. Mm -hmm. So I've got about 20 seconds to get off of the stage out of my first scene, and that's me changing into a dress that's got an apron. And then as soon as I run off stage of that scene, I'm sprinting out the hallway and going <laughs> to the other side and changing clothes again. Mm -hmm. And it's like I've got probably another 20 seconds to be behind, you know, the sets for that. And it's. <sighs> it's it's, it's nerve-wracking. Yeah, because if you're not <laughs> to there... To say the least. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned that she gets caught in the rain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How do you handle rain? <laughs> well, we well. have we have been known to make it rain on stage. We did not this year, however. Okay. Um, it's, it's simulated. Okay. So, but again, we, we do have a lot of special effects in there, too. We've mm -hmm. got the lightning and the thunder okay. and, yes. and doorbells and all that sort of thing mm -hmm. going on. Because so. uh, it, the, the stage could get kind of wet and slippery if yes, it was. Yes, it does. Yeah. So you really don't want rain. <laughs> no, this, yeah. this one, this one no, there's just the one scene that's supposed to rain. So we, we just sort of simulate the rain. But 
Well, and if she hadn't been out of the house when she wasn't <laughs> supposed, she was supposed to be, to be. <laughs> she probably <laughs> wouldn't have gotten wet. Boy, that sounds with, like a father. With a boy <laughs> that she shouldn't have been hanging out with in the first place. <laughs> what is he called again? Ralph. But but no, what's he? What kind of a telegraph boy? Uh, crazy? Scatterbrain. Hair, scatterbrain. Scatterbrain. Scatterbrain telegram boy. Very good. I want to thank you guys for coming in this morning and being with us. It, it sounds so exciting. Thank I can't you. wait to see this year's performance. Yeah, thank yeah. you for the opportunity. Yeah, thanks, yeah, for, thanks having for having us, us Kathy. It. Appreciate it. It's a it's a wonderful opportunity. Everybody should go down and see it. Thank you. And swing by the root beer stand on your way to there the show. There you go. Exactly. Or there's a plenty Dinner of other places to eat or, down yeah, there. There's so. there's several. Yeah. I mean, you can make a whole evening of you it. You can. Mm-hmm. You can. You've got Papa's down there to eat. You've got uh, the Lake House is a great place to go. and um, So, yeah, come yeah, down and make an choices. evening of it. Have fun. Mm-hmm. Good deal. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. All right. we got something to give away. Oh, yes. Um, we've got Zoo. Oh, yeah. So we've got a uh, parking pass and four free admissions to the Indianapolis Zoo. I'm going to make sure it's four. It is four. Um, if you want anything, uh, you or your family member want anything from us in the last 30 days, please give somebody else a shot at these. But we have And a- these zoo tickets, the Indianapolis Zoo tickets, are good through this whole season. Yes. So if you don't have time in the next couple of weeks because you're tied up at the fair or, or such a thing like that, or, or maybe you could have some fun win tickets to the state fair oh, yeah. and win tickets to the zoo and you could make a long weekend out of it yeah. down in indianapolis there you go a matter of fact this ticket says it expires december 30th so you've there got you go. that long to yes. uh, take advantage here so uh once again 30 days please give somebody else a shot if you have one in that time span and if you are caller number eight at 574-936-4096 Five seven four nine three six four zero nine six. Caller eight. At Co-Alliance Propane, we treat our customers like neighbors because it's exactly what we are. Co-Alliance isn't some company across the country. We're across the county. We work, play, and live right here in Marshall County. With programs like Summer Fill, Budget, and Fixed Price, you can choose the program that works best for you. Visit co-alliancepropane.com for more details, including 50 free gallon offers for new and existing customers. Co-Alliance Propane, seriously local. When you want to know what's going on in Marshall County, just reach for the Pilot News. Local government, people, and places. Since 1851, the Pilot News has been Marshall County's only daily local newspaper. So when you want to know what's happening around town, pick up the Pilot News. Call 936-3101 today and have everything in Marshall County delivered to your doorstep. The Pilot News. Are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal? Call Apex Waste, large or small, we'll take your call. When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and no taxes. What we say is what you pay. Apex Waste is a local family-owned company that is dedicated to reliable, friendly service. Call Apex Waste at 574-896-APEX. That's 574-896-2739 or visit us online at apexwaste.net.
something lame Tuesday, you know I did the same But then suddenly, oh, Wednesday came And that's the day that everything changed I'ma put on the new Josh Groban Get this party going Light up a Yankee candle Turn on the Disney Channel Like it's Wednesday, we'll go down all night. Won't go to bed before 9:30. Got a six pack of sunny delights. The party don't stop till the bottles are empty. It's Wednesday, Thursday, I did nothing at all. Friday, I just stared at the wall. And on the weekends, I pretend it's Wednesday. Get your cell phone out and dial 574-936-4096 or text 574-307-6647 and be part of the show. Now let's get back to what's your opinion on WTCA in Plymouth, Indiana. Boy, whoever wrote this song, that, that is the epitome of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. He's partying. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. I don't know how you'd handle a whole six-pack of Sunny Delight. You'd be really... <laughs> don't drive after that. That's for sure. I would say Whoa. don't get too far from the bathroom after six bottles of Sunny Delight. That's why you don't want to drive. <laughs> Very good. Um, let's see. Jim gave you a name. Yes, Angel oh, is yes. uh, going to be going to the zoo. So, Angel, enjoy yourself. Your car goes free, too. Woohoo! So there's a parking pass there for you. Your car well. and four friends. That's exactly right. <laughs> the zoo. Uh, we will have a couple of tickets to give away uh, tomorrow for The Sound of Music. So oh, if good. you want to go to The Sound of Music, uh, listen in tomorrow. I also want to let folks know that the National Weather Service says this afternoon, temperatures are going to get into the upper 80s or low 90s. And we have some high humidity uh, that's going to make the heat index go up into the upper 90s, around 100 degrees. And uh, so they're encouraging people to stay inside in air conditioned, stay out of the sun. And if you have to be out in the sun to keep yourself hydrated, take frequent breaks uh, to keep yourself from getting overheated. Uh, don't forget your pets. If they are outside, they need to have water. They need to have shade. And your children do too. So if they're outside playing all, it's a summer day, you're outside playing, you know, give them a, a, some string cheese and go tell them to sit down under the shade tree outside and have a sunny delight and a piece of string cheese or something to, you know, help, help them. So yeah. just be careful. It's supposed to get kind of warm today. This isn't warm. <laughs> no, warm was Florida, right? <laughs> down near the equator. Yeah, and the, uh, I'm just remembering there was never it like rain twice, and it was like at two in the morning, so I wasn't out anyway. I just knew because the pavement was. Was wet. it warm enough that just like getting outside in the morning, all of a sudden you started to feel sweat running down oh, yeah. your back? That see, that's I, I heat index 106, Kathy, uh, for the whole week. For the whole week. You get acclimated. You'd be, you really? well, I don't know. I, maybe. You said, too, like most a lot of the bars and such, they They're have outside. outdoor seating. Yeah. So it's not like you go some sit in them, the air conditioning. You can't. Some a, a lot of them have your choice. You can sit outside or you can go in and get some air conditioning. But 
Yeah, it's uh, everything's outside, and um, you get you get used to it pretty well. I did pretty quick. Yes. I mean, Maggie seemed to be used to it instantly. I don't. Well, she's she's a young person compared <laughs> to me, but uh, yeah, you get acclimated really quick, and then then what happens when you come home? Well, it's you like, know boy, what? It's cold up here. Honestly, <laughs> I I've been cold here uh, a lot <laughs> matter of fact the fr- monday i was it was uh, what 70 when i walked in in the morning 60 69 70 or something like that because i looked at the temperature and i was freezing to death walking in here it like, was just dang it's cold yeah, here i was sorry i didn't bring a sweatshirt <laughs> and I, I get about ha- up to bow and printing i'm like oh i gotta go back and get a sweatshirt i'm cold <laughs> um so it's nice that this is going to stick around a little bit. I like it that way. I just, I do. I mean, I like it warm too. People don't like it, don't like me when it's like that because I, I sweat. <laughs> a lot. I like it warm. I don't like to be sweaty, but I do like it warm. I don't mind anymore. I mean, my whole life, I. It's 60 and I'm sweating. Yes. When you watch me in here in the winter time, I got the fan on because I'm. He's but, sweating. Uh, sweating in here, but um, no, it it it, uh, it was hot and it was fun. Uh, but this is a, pretty close to what we had the whole week down there. You also get you got the ocean. You can get in the water anytime yes. you want to. Ooh, yes. I mean, did you worry about sharks? Um, I like I said yesterday, I was trying to get eaten by a shark. Now, so no, did, I didn't worry about did, it. You snorkeled. Oh yeah, on the uh, reef. Did you? You didn't see any sharks. Somebody said they saw a shark. One of the people that was snoring in the group said said they saw a shark. And I'm like, okay. The amount of safety precautions they took for us to be out here on this boat, on this little, you know, group thing. If there were a shark in that water, they would have had everybody out of that water of in water. a heartbeat. So, no, you didn't see a shark. Uh, basically, it was like finding Nemo. All those fish are down yes. there. It was, it was cool. It was cool. Uh, I got in trouble real quick. Oh, yes? Imagine you getting it in was trouble. Well, I did, it, was, it was funny because I, I <laughs> snorkel a lot or have. I haven't. For, I don't have equipment, so but I, I'm... That's one of the things you got to learn to do when you're you're going to be a lifeguard. You got to learn how oh, to snorkel. Okay. So I, for years, I've I've known how to do it. I love doing it. Uh, I got to get my scuba certification. Is what I got to do. But you got to be careful if you if you go under. You have, the first thing you the, do is blow the water tube. out of the tube. Yeah. Well, there was a. I get in as soon as I'm in there. There's this whole bunch of like fish coming straight at me. And I tried to avoid them, and I got my snorkel, and I forgot I the snorkel was there, and so I I had a mouthful of seawater almost instantly uh. when I got in the water. Um, I'm like, how could I be so stupid to forget to blow that out of my? It's like a people think I have a blowhole anyway, like every <laughs> other whale on earth. But so, what kind of precautions, or or what did they tell you? Like, don't touch the turtle. Absolutely, type cannot touch the reef for any reason because it'll kill it. Okay. So you, they don't let you dive down, which kind of was disappointing to me. I mean, I, 
I get it. I'm not. See, I, I, see I'm not going to touch the reef. I just want to get down closer because there was a whole bunch of fish down there you could see, but I kind of wanted to. Well, go and down. And, you can't wear your glasses. No. When you wear the and mask, that was, so that made it more difficult was for you. Slightly disappointing. You get a little bit of a, a corrective lens effect with the mask okay not a lot but a little bit so it wasn't like i was totally blind but yeah i couldn't see down to the reef which wasn't that far away i couldn't see it clearly mm-hmm. um and i that's what i was thinking as i was in there this is so great but next time i gotta get contacts or something <laughs> i so gotta like, figure out how to get my so glasses I can see a little so little clearer see. and a little sharper but um you can you can get a mask that's like that but you know, to your to your prescription or whatever. I think you can. Wow. I, I remember in the well, past I've been wanna... told that, uh, but <laughs> so imagine pricey too. A hundred thousand dollars. You know, if you if you lived in Florida and you snorkeled a lot, well, then it, it would be yes, yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah, that was that was the highlight. That was the one thing that I I don't want to say I demanded that we do, but it was like maybe he was okay with it. That's not her thing but i mean she, she likes the water though yeah but she she enjoyed it a lot more i think than she thought she was going to um but yeah it, and well it added to it that we did have a turtle get really close and that was a she wanted to see a sea turtle and we That's, saw a couple of them so um but yeah that was to me that was a highlight of the whole the whole week was getting to go snorkel on the reef wow see all that stuff yeah, we did. Jim and I snorkeled out in the Bahamas on one of our cruise ships. Yeah. But we neither. One, I don't think either one of us had ever snorkeled before. Yeah. I mean, I swam as a kid growing up. Sure. But um, you know, I and I would not be. I'm one that's like I'm floating on yeah. the surface, not looking down. That's cool enough because I couldn't. I don't know if I could figure out that. Yeah. Tube and getting that yeah. tube underwater and Cabbage. like you, I would have a mouthful of seawater yeah. instead and at least i didn't suck it all the way in but you know instantly as soon as i came back up and started to take a breath I, oh you idiot <laughs> and it all comes out the top but it, um you it's like the board gabby you could learn it you know, yeah it just it's takes easy practice. I mean, it's really easy yeah. you just got to remember that's the hard part the first time you do it remembering that there is a snorkel there that you're breathing through, and you got to be careful to <laughs> blow water out of it when it gets in there. My so. problem would be like, okay, I'm going to go under. I blow my water out. Now I have no air left in me when I'm down. I got to hurry and get back to the top because I have no water left, air left. You'd, you'd 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 be fine. You'd be fine. Well, it sounds like a fun time. That's it was. Sure. It was. Um, I do want to let folks know. Uh, they actually mentioned it last week. Uh, when the Lifelong Learning Network and CTE were uh, at the county commissioners meeting and the city meeting, they've been at both. Um, and and Jen uh, Jen Felke actually, it was at the city meeting, I believe. Jen Felke actually mentioned that Plymouth High School had received a hundred thousand dollar Connexus grant. Um, and so I I got to looking and I couldn't find anything where I had covered that. So I looked around for Conexus and tried to, and, you know, I couldn't see where anybody had covered it. So actually I sent a message to Greg Hildebrand said, Hey, did, was there anything put out about this? And he goes, I really don't know, but this Conexus grant, um, it's the governor's workforce cabinet awarded six high schools and career centers in Indiana 
with education readiness grants. And uh, the Conexus Indiana uh, is supporting the recipients and it's preparing students for careers with increasingly high-tech advanced manufacturing industry. So it's where we're going in the future. They war awarded a total of $493,000 and Plymouth High School got $100,000. And so I, of the six schools, we did very well. Yeah. Um, and, and one of the things, the grant, to get the grant, the recipients are required to be implementing one of two newly available programs of study, which we're going to implement this year. They have Industry 4.0 or Smart Manufacturing or Industrial Automation and Robotics. And so that's what they're doing, the smart manufacturing here, um, getting that started. But I, I thought it was wonderful that our school is so progressive now yeah. in realizing that not everybody goes to college, that we really, you know, need to make sure that the, when a student leaves high school, they're ready for the next step, whether it is going to college or if it is going into the workforce. Uh, it's an important piece of the whole thing. So. Yep, sure is. Also want to let folks know, make plans now. Um, put it on your calendar that uh, next Saturday, the Plymouth Volunteer Fire Department is going to host a donation-only pancake and sausage breakfast. They're going to be serving at the firehouse at 112 North Center Street here in Plymouth from 8 o'clock in the morning until 11 o'clock. You'll get a stack of pancakes and a couple of sausages and your choice of milk or juice. Um, and they will accept a free will donation. And basically, it's an opportunity to come and have breakfast uh, and meet some of the firefighters who help protect the community. So um, and they're actually going to be on the show with us next week uh, to help promote this uh, event. But, you know, they're kind of like the unsung heroes. Yeah. Uh, they're there. You know they're there. But until you need them, yeah, you really don't realize it. No, and so we're just very fortunate to have them around. So, good thing. Uh, the Plymouth Police Department uh, was dispatched on Friday to Michigan and Jefferson Street for an unwanted guest, twenty-year-old uh, Anthony Figueroa of 1687 North Michigan Street in Plymouth was taken into custody for outstanding warrants out of Marshall County. On the booking information, uh, Mr. Figueroa was actually had a warrant for pointing a firearm. He was held on a $1,500 cash bond, but it came from a prior event. Okay. This was the warrant uh, after that, so... And then the P-Town Cruise and Car Show uh, from June, they awarded some of the funds uh, that they they raised from the car show. Uh, the Plymouth FOP Lodge 195 and Brotherhood of Professional Police Officers and Emergency Services uh, received a check. John Ware, who's vice president there, uh, received a check from the P-Town Cruise and Car Show president, Jeff Yazel. And those funds are going to help with the Shop with the Cop and Emergency Service Program at Christmas time. And then the Marsh County Humane Society received a check for $3,530 uh, 
uh, for the car show to help out at the Marshall County Humane Society. Cool. So congratulations to them. And congratulations to the P-Town Cruise and Car Show for stepping up and, you know, doing an event like that. That's a lot of undertaking. It's all volunteers. A lot of work. And, yes, it is a lot of work. So... Um, and then finally, I did a story which we talked about when Kevin was here. Uh, Marsh County Coroner John Gerlich presented an ordinance that will allow the coroner's office to actually charge for rental space of uh, the coolers uh, when there is a, a body uh, that is, is a lot of times they do an autopsy, you know, the body's held, and then once the autopsy's completed, they done the identification. When the body is released, then they contact the funeral home, and the funeral home comes and picks up the body, typically, and then does what they have to do. Yeah. But sometimes, especially on out-of-the-area funeral homes, they don't come right away. And um, John Grillick was telling them that when we had the homicide uh, last month, that that body had actually laid outside for eight days before it was actually uh, discovered, and it had already started to decompose. So um, after they did the autopsy and determined who the person was, made the identity, uh, the funeral home was called, and they said that they, they didn't have a place to store the body. And so Grolick told him he'd store the body, but he was going to have to charge him for storage. That's when he realized they didn't have an ordinance for storage. So um, this creates an ordinance. It's $50 a day to store human remains. Um, and it's $90 a day if those remains have decomposed or started the decomp- decomposition yeah, sure. process. Yeah. Basically, if it's stinky. <laughs> um, now, the ordinance does allow for funeral homes in Marshall County and funeral homes in the adjacent counties that have mutual aid agreements with the Marshall County a coroner's office that they won't be charged. So if there's, you know, something and let's say Warsaw and um, they, he has a mutual aid agreement with the coroner over there, then he won't charge to hold that body. But if it was Marion County. Right. And they didn't come and pick up that body within, you know, I would guess that it's like a 12 to a 24 hour thing. The body's available can you send somebody up then there would be a charge uh to hold that body in the cooler and i think the the other day he had six bodies in the cooler yeah it's so um and the and the and the worst part is those who have started to decompose yeah um, because that is not pleasant (laughs) anybody who's driven down the road with the windows down where there's been a deer that was you know hit this winter and it's been laying out there all summer in the weeds you notice it when you drive by. Oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah not good. No. Um, other than that, I think I have covered my basis. I do want to let folks know that the Plymouth Elks Lodge will be serving to the public Friday evening from 5 until 8. This week's menu is all-you-can-eat fish. They also are having jumbo shrimp. They're having smoked pork chop, a hamburger steak, and fish and shrimp. And those dinners are thirteen ninety five, and they come with the salad bar, the potato, your choice of potato, and a dessert. Uh, they also do have carryouts available. So, 
check them out uh, on Friday evening if you're looking for something to do, different to eat. Absolutely. And we will give away tickets, a couple of tickets to the Sound of Music tomorrow on tomorrow's show that somebody might be able to use on Friday night if they wanted to. They're not dated, so you can go during any sure. any of the performances. Yep. But yeah, definitely. All right, Rusty, I've done my thing. Okay. Uh, where did the mouse go? There it is. <laughs> it's running across the room. Yeah, oh, no, that you didn't mean that a... one. <laughs> no, I did not mean that one. It is uh, time for birthdays. Going to wish somebody had a birthday. They're going to be in the hat, and they're going to be eligible for four cupcakes from La Desert Cafe. Also, three small drink from the Coffee Lodge, and... A bouquet of flowers from Cajun Creek. Happy birthday to Tim Howell. Happy birthday, Tim. Tim Tim works at the County Highway Department with my son. And happy birthday today to Chris Niedermeyer, who is 58. Happy birthday, Chris. Chris, happy birthday to you. And you're in the hat. So uh, make sure you tune in Friday. We'll have those prizes up for grabs. From uh, La Desert Cafe, the Coffee Lodge, and Cajun Creek. Anniversary time now, and we don't have any today. So if you have an anniversary this month, make sure you let us know, because then you will be eligible for our drawing for 50 bucks from Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home. Can't be bad. All right. And now it's time for the trade. Uh, the trading post. He's speaking in tongues, yes. Um, let's see. Donation-only garage sale for Operation Christmas. Uh, child and shoe boxes. That's Operation uh, Christmas child, Children's Shoe Boxes. Oh, they put okay. those little shoe boxes together for kids. Oh, okay. So you're going to go garage sale and pay whatever you want donation. for the items, right? You'll donate, and then the money they're going to make boxes for the kids. Very good. And that is going to be Friday, July 22nd, Saturday, July 23rd. 17796 Lincoln Highway in Plymouth. That's 17796 Lincoln Highway in Plymouth. A Kenmore window air conditioner. 7800 BTU. It's got a remote. It's energy saver. Holy cow, they only won 95 bucks for it. So, uh, it's a bargain. I've Especially got, right now. I've got a couple of old ones. This one sounds like it'd be a little more energy efficient than a couple of the ones I have. So, uh, also, a Fetters window air conditioner, 12,000 BTU. Whoa, that's a huge one. 50 bucks. And 10 Pure f- Floats, 4 by 4 Oh, Piers. You know, like yep. the Pure in the Water. There you go, Rusty. 30 bucks each. If you have an interest in any of those items, 219-670-5767. That's 219-670-5767. Five seven six seven. We have the purebred Siberian Husky that's microchip. Want a good home for this dog? Have you ever seen a Siberian? They're beautiful dogs. Oh my goodness, it must be hot today, though. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're talking yeah. about a snow. Think about dog. Siberia. And, yeah. You know, it's a fr- heavy fur and they, it's a hot day. They don't. They, uh, they prefer the air conditioning today. They li- uh, the dog likes to walk. Likes to be brushed. 50 bucks is all they want. If you're interested, call Pam, 574-265-4943. We have the Walkerton Town Wide Garage Sale going on July 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. That's 
starts tomorrow. 1102 Walkerton Trail. That's 1102 Walkerton Trail. Sale is all three days, 21st, 22nd, 23rd. We have an uh, eight-foot, two-person fishing boat with accessories, 450 bucks. A backpack leaf blower, 95 bucks. A 12-volt new trolling motor, 150 and a handheld leaf blower for 50 bucks. You're interested in those? 219-670-5767. And we have a garage sale, 703 Angel Street in Plymouth, Friday and Saturday. This Friday and Saturday, uh, 703 Angel Street in Plymouth, garage sale going on. And you can find some bargains. And that's the trading post. Very good. So I'm done now. I'm done. We will be back tomorrow. Yep. And, and you, a buddy of mine's going to be here. Program set up for tomorrow. Yeah. Eric Teal's going to be in talk about the um, um, golf outing they have for his father's scholarship. Uh, Russ passed away, and they uh, remember him by uh, giving that scholarship. So we're going to uh, talk about the golf outing that they're having. Maybe some other stuff too. I mean. Who knows? It's yeah. me and Eric Teal. Yeah. That could go anywhere. That's uh, right. So anyway, that is tomorrow, and that'll be that. So And don't forget, coming up this Saturday, it's the Downtown Tractor Show in oh, downtown yeah. Plymouth. You got that. So get ready for that. There we go. All right. So, all right. Have yourselves a great day. We will be back tomorrow at 9.